0: Thank you, thank you, thank you for that worship today. Thank you all for joining in and singing with us today. It's good to be with you today. Craig Kingston, our senior minister, is on vacation, uh, returning from Florida today with his family, and he'll be back in the office tomorrow and back preaching for you next week. But we're going to do a little bit different type of sermon today, um, more of an introduction to Advent and what that's all about. I hope that you had a good Thanksgiving. I know it was an unusual Thanksgiving for all of us this year. But nonetheless, we all have something that we can be thankful for. Is that right? It is right. And thankfulness is about perspective about life and what God has done for us. 1 Thessalonians 5.18 reminds us in everything, give thanks. Why? For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. And as we hear Luke speak today of uh, his ministry there in Guatemala, the ministry of Casas por Cristo, the Dockery's with us today on the other side of the auditorium, and very involved in that for many years, we think about the perspective of folks that have not had a home. And if you've never been on a Casas trip, I encourage you to experience that, to go and to join in as you see folks who... Uh, Prior to CASA's helping them, they might have been sleeping on a dirt floor with cardboard walls and a leaky roof and um, not a very safe type of place and the perspective that changes when a a good foundation is laid and good solid walls and a roof that doesn't leak and a house, a home, a life-changing event. Perspective about gratitude. God calls us to be thankful people And so even though this year we've had unusual circumstances that perhaps have interfered with our normal Thanksgiving traditions and festivities, I pray that even now we're grateful people, we're grateful to the Lord for all that he's done and the blessings we have and that we exude that in our behavior and our words and our attitudes towards others Today's not a typical sermon. As I said, it's not a traditional sermon. It's an introduction to Advent and this season of the year. This season of the year is very, very important in the life of the church and God's kingdom. Now, this season of the year, normally, we would be inviting people to come to uh, Christmas programs for by adults and children, special things and We're trying to do as much of that as we can this year, but there's some things we we can't do in a normal fashion. But not quite commonly you would do that, and that's a good thing. Because we know that studies have shown us over and over again that December, the month of December, the Christmas season, the Advent season, is a time in which most people uh, who are not churched, who don't know the Lord Jesus Christ as Savior, they are most receptive to being invited to church, to hearing the gospel message. They're more receptive during this time of year. So we want to really encourage everyone today, I want to encourage you to consider what you can do during the month of December in terms of sharing the good news of the Lord Jesus Christ with others around you. It doesn't have to be words. It can be gestures. It can be things that call people to equate our lifestyle with the one that we follow. For instance, today, you might go to lunch. And as you go to lunch, uh, you're going to be waited on by somebody. And somebody's going to cook your meal. And, you know, you can, you can have a marvelous impact. I can have a marvelous impact. And the simple things that we do. The kindness that we show people as they come to do their job, to help serve us. Uh, uh, When someone asks us how we're doing, now that may be part of their job, but we ask them right back how they are, and we mean it. We show an interest in them and see them as a person. We show kindness to them, the warmth of our personality. People can tell authentic love of Jesus Christ when they see it in people. And when it comes time to pay that bill, after we've acted in that manner, and after while we intentionally, intentionally, as they come to the table, make it known that we're talking about church and talking about God and talking about things that, that, that show them that that's part of our life. And then when we pay that bill, we give a generous tip. And they connect it to people who are different kind of people. We have that opportunity during December, a very important month. We also have an opportunity in December to make a statement to our communities. Renee and I were um, looking around our neighborhood the other night as we walked and we began to see people put things in their yard, uh, things of the season. They might be lights, they might be uh, Santas and reindeers and so forth, but in a few places we saw scenes of the nativity, and you know what? We have purposed that we're going to do that too. We're going to do that too and that perhaps people who know us, perhaps people who we have interacted with, will connect our kindness with the one we worship, the Lord Jesus Christ. And I encourage you to do little tangible things like that as we go through December because you never know, you never know, and I never know, what impact we have on people just through kindness and just showing them a Jesus Christ who may be very different, a Christianity that's very different to what they've been taught or what they've experienced, authentic love of Jesus Christ. Well, when we talk about Advent, let's identify that today. You see uh, that Advent, we have this beautiful wreath and candles here today. Uh, The Lortons, Joyce Lorton in particular, helped me in the decoration of the wreath today, making it so, so pretty. Advent is something we've been celebrating at Southwest Christian Church for a number of years now. Uh, Prior to uh, uh, the 1980s or so, we didn't do that. But in the 80s, uh, an associate minister came to work with us, Tom Miller. Many of you may remember Tom, and Tom brought to us an emphasis on Advent. We used to do it on Wednesday nights, but then we shifted to Sunday morning so that more could experience the Advent experience. For some of you, this is not a new thing. Uh, Perhaps you grew up in a church tradition where Advent was Always there, and you always saw that, Uh, just like Lent, that season of the church. I didn't grow up in a church tradition where we observed Advent. I only came to experience it more as an adult. But Advent is something that's an important season of the year because it helps us remember important, important things. Advent literally means coming, coming. Arrival is what Advent means. We remember and, and, and hearken back to those who longed and looked forward to the Messiah and his coming. And as we walk through each week leading up to Christmas, we identify with them. But as Christians, we also identify with those who, after the Lord had come, looks forward to another coming of the Lord Jesus Christ, and that is his second coming. This is a tradition of the church. You won't find Advent commanded or shown in the Bible. However, Advent is a help to us. It's a tradition of the church that helps us. Originally, we find Advent in about the 4th century A.D., the late 300s A.D. We we find mention of Advent and, and beginning to celebrate it then and, and at that point early in the church it was more connected to a time of repentance and and leading up to the day of Epiphany which is January the 6th when we remember when the wise men came to see the Lord Jesus and so it would be a time where people would prepare and repent and in fact lead up to a time where a lot of them would be baptized in January. so. We see some some early, early indications of it there, but then by about 600 A.D. in the Roman church, we see where Advent has taken on more of the the, the preparation for for Christmas, remembering things about the Lord and, and His prophecies of Him coming and leading up to Christmas. Advent involves symbols and traditions and today, as part of this message, we are going to experience that today. Symbols. When you walk in today, you see this cross on the back wall. That's a symbol. When you look out in the foyer today, uh, you see a marble table that was the communion table at our East Point location for many decades. It's a symbol. Um, We, a few weeks ago, when we remembered the veterans who had served our nation, we had flags here, our nation's flag. We had flags from different services of the military, symbols, symbols. All these things are things that in and of themselves we don't worship, but those symbols help call us to remember significance, what it means. Today, many of you join with me in wearing a ring A wedding band on your finger. Now that wedding band doesn't mean legally that I'm married, but it is a symbol of love and commitment and fidelity to my wife Renee. Symbols are something that that help us remember, signify deeper truths and meanings. Today we have a symbolic advent wreath here our circular wreath of greenery and berries and pine cones we can thank our brothers and sisters in the lutheran church for inventing and bringing the advent wreath hundreds of years ago as a wreath that testimo- testifies to the to the fullness and uh, of life We have colors in the different candles here you'll see today. You'll see three purple candles. You'll see one pink candle. You'll see a white candle in the middle. The purple candles remind us of of not only the, the humility. Purple was associated sometimes with humility in antiquity. The humility of our Lord leaving heaven coming to become the form of a man, a baby, and a humble birth there in a stable. We're reminded of that. We're reminded of the humility that God calls us to as Christians following Jesus. But we're also reminded that royalty is signified by purple. The royalty of Christ, the kingship of Christ, the lordship of Christ. Philippians chapter 2, that, that wonderful passage in 4 through 12 that talks about the Lord. And, 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 and every knee shall bow and confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. So the royalty and the humility in the purple. We have the pink candle, which is is, is typically lit on On the third Sunday of Advent, and has to do with joy. We sang today, Rejoice, Rejoice. It's like it's almost here. His coming is almost here. We're excited. We anticipate it so much. Joy. The white candle in the middle of the wreath today is what we call the Christ candle. And that candle is lit on Christmas Eve. The white, the purity of the Lord. Uh, the, 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 the lamb without blemish that was slain for our sin, sacrificed for us, the Christ candle. All these things have meanings. And when we think about Advent, the coming of the Lord, and the expectation of Him, we look back and remember the prophesied Messiah, but we also look forward to the one who is going to come again. As we observe Advent, we go through a sequence each year, and, and, and the sequence is first that we light a candle of hope. Today, our, our emphasis is on hope, hope in Christ. Next week, we'll light a candle about love. We'll emphasize love. The following week, the candle of joy. And finally, the candle of peace. And then on Christmas Eve, the Christ candle. As they hoped and expected a coming Messiah years ago, we look forward to the coming Lord today. And during this season of Advent, as we prepare our hearts to experience each week these important elements of remembering what it meant for Christ to come, may these symbols help you as you identify each week with the thing that we're emphasizing the theme each week. One of the things that will help you this week and every week to come are these Advent devotionals. As you came in, you could have picked one up on the table. If you didn't, as you go out, please do that. Because every day, beginning today, there's a small devotion there, a little story, a little thought, a scripture to remind you of its significance, a, a, a simple prayer that are there for you every day, leading all the way up to Christmas I encourage you to make use of these individually, collectively as a family, as we go through this time of Advent. Today, I'm going to ask at this time for Kenny Rogers and family if they would come and help us today as we light the candle of hope. first Sunday of Advent, hope. The round ring of the Advent wreath symbolizes God's never-ending love for us. The greenery shows God's love for us is fresh and alive. The four candles represent the four weeks of anticipation and waiting. The white candle symbolizes Jesus' birth. The living flame in the first Advent candle reminds us of Jesus Christ, the light of the world. Jesus was in the beginning, Jesus was with God, and Jesus is God. There is hope as we rejoice in the goodness of God to send his Son for us. May the anticipation of Christmas stir us to the light, the candle of faith in our hearts, and the hearts of children and all people, that together we may rejoice in hope. Sing with me, rejoice, rejoice, Emmanuel shall come to thee, O Israel. Let us pray. Lord, indeed, we come today lighting the candle of hope, you, Emmanuel, God with us. Lord, we thank you for the hope that we have in the Lord Jesus Christ. And pray this in his name. Amen. You know, Romans chapter 15, verse 13, says this simple words today. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him, so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. When you think about hope today... When you think about hope today is something we need and you know it's something that we should be of all people in the world is hopeful people is that right christian people should be hopeful people hopeful people there's so much doom and gloom that's going on in the world have you had enough doom and gloom i have i remember years ago years ago our former pastor from years ago, Jim Dyer, told a story, I've always remembered it, of a, a men's retreat he went to uh, many years ago. And they were there and hearing preachers and a bunch of men. And, and, and one of the speakers at that, at that retreat was very disturbed about the, 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 the country and, the, and, and, and things to come and so forth. And the speaker said, men, I'll tell you what, if you knew what I knew, You would never smile again. Jim said he thought to himself, Don't tell me. I don't want to know. As Christians, we need to have hope. We need to be people of hope because the Lord has given us in the simplicity of the gospel message things that we can be so hopeful about. We think today, Emmanuel, God with us because Jesus came. Because Jesus came, we know what God is like in the flesh. Have you ever been to that point in time when you're, you're provoked and upset and, and desperate and, you, and God seems so far away and you don't understand and where can he be? And God and, and, and when, you, when you think about Jesus and who he is, it's easier to understand God, isn't it? Jesus came not only to save us, but Jesus came to show us to show us what God is like and to show us what God calls us to be. Jesus said, anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. Because Jesus came, we know that we are redeemed. Do you hear me? We're redeemed. We don't have to carry the burden of sin, the guilt of sin, the, the, the mistakes of the past. The, we don't have to carry that with us any longer We can walk in grace. We can walk in grace and and know that, that we are His. Our identity is we are part of His family. We are redeemed because Jesus has come. God with us, Emmanuel. And we remember that in this time of hope. And that gives us hope in the face of whatever we face. That God is with us through whatever comes. Because Jesus has come. We know that this life is not all there is, that there is a victory that's here now but is yet to come. We know that regardless of how messed up the world is or how messed up it seemed, this is not the final word. There's coming a time when all will be made right. For a child is born, a son is given, the government will be on his soldier on his shoulders. He'll be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the greatness of his government and peace, there'll be no end. He'll reign forever over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from now and forevermore. The Lord has come to give us hope. And as a result of all these things that God has done for us and the hope that we feel and know in our life, the confidence we have and the grace the Lord Jesus has given us, it motivates us to live in a way that's uncommonly hopeful, uncommonly hopeful. In the world's eyes, I may not be someone of great significance and you may not feel like you are either, but the world's eyes don't matter. God's eyes matter. And God loves us so much that he sent his son for us, Jesus. And he calls us to be part of his work. His work. His kingdom work. In Guatemala. In Mexico. Around the world. Here in Cowita County. Part of his work. We matter. And every day we have a reason to get up and a reason to get dressed, and a reason to go forth with hope, anticipating that God may place in our path today the opportunity to share the love of Jesus Christ with someone and to change their life for eternity. The hope of Christ. We embrace it. Let's share it with those around us today.